All right, guys. What's up? Welcome back to Irish Takes. Welcome back. Well, this, welcome back to us. Shinny, well, welcome back. Yeah, Shinny's on the other side of the screen. But hey, Roman, nice to see you here, nice buddy. You great to. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, starting off this podcast, great. Um, it's been a crazy week in San Diego Padres world, so we're gonna get to it. First, I want to say RFP Papa Pete. Um, Pete. We're gonna get to all of that. And some more exciting news for the Padres. A new, brand new manager just announced. And we're going. All right. Average Takes, we're back. Um, Padres pod, if you guys are new, it is Bob and Roman in the studio and Shani on the other side of the glass. Um, Crazy week in Padres world. San Diego world. Um, up and down roller coaster, yeah. Roller coaster because a week ago had some devastating news break. Um, Padres owner Peter Seidler had passed away. Um, kind of shocking for a lot of us. I know he dealt with cancer in the past. Um, not too sure they didn't say what happened, but uh, I just want to say my condolences and respect to the family um, of Peter Seidler. That's just terrible losing a loved one for so many people. And I think we've seen it in San Diego and Padres and all over the world, what Peter has meant to so many people, the, the life he was, um, the human, he was the impact more of a, a better way of putting it. His impact is, um, phenomenal what he did for the city of san diego uh cannot be put into words like it's chilling um yeah, you know from from all the all the organizations the fundraising all the things that um he had done since taking over and previous before he even owned the padres so uh, peter Seiler, just a terrific person um I've I've got to just walk past him and talk to him just for a few seconds and for him just to be able to come and speak to someone who's walking in the garage of to a game um, and he looks like he's frantically walking out of there with his stuff in a Walmart bag like <laughs> you know um, definitely a great guy he's definitely going to be missed Um and I know so many people are going to miss him. So definitely condolences to the family. Yeah, a lot of people were posting about him. He was a nice guy. Um, he was the only guy that walks around the stadiums and shit like that. Yeah, like, like uh, one of the owner. few owners. Yeah. yeah, that like walk around and interact like how he did. You could just so run into the owner. Take pictures and videos like how you ran into him. Like, yeah, that's pretty sick. How he liked the community and the fans Interact. as much as he liked like having the team. Yeah, one of the big things was uh, Tatis's return in yeah. Arizona. Like he was just walking around in Arizona because Happy he knew be how many fans, San Diego fans, were going to be excited because one, Fernando Tatis is back, and then two, the owners walking around. Like you know how excited I would be just to be like, holy fuck, Peter Seidler just walking around taking pictures, giving high fives in the in the middle of the second deck, like it's the coolest thing in the world. Coolest guy in the world. Um, Definitely devastating. You know, he's done so much for this franchise, spent so much money, turned this team around, like since he's taken over, but even before that, once he bought in, like he's putting so much hard earned money, um, 
you know, the Lucky Duck Foundation is such a cool foundation. I hope um, all you guys go to the website. If you subscribe, put your email in. Like, who checks their emails all the time these days? You have so many things pop up. Subscribe to the Lucky Duck Foundation. And with everyone's subscription, they actually give away a free pair of socks to the homeless. Just putting your email in the website. So um, definitely do that. Like, if you're a Padre fan, that's the easiest thing you could do to – donate and like contribute mm. put your email in i think that's so cool um but yeah for san diego to lose a, this type of legend and you know san diego's lost so many legends yeah for real. you know they put up a graphic and it was it was just horrible you know junior say tony gwynn like it, the san diego legends are now peter seidler it, it's just sad um sad for san diego Sad for San Diego. Just a, a, I mean, but this they did talk about it today. So a little bit uh, different subject. A couple days later, this felt like it was put on secondary while there was yeah, GM you, meetings. Uh, Peter, passing. Peter passing. So I felt like this was like kind of the secondary ish announcement. But like, or not announcement, but secondary, like it was put on the back burner, let's per se, um, because there was other things going on, other things happening, breaking. Um, but today announced officially, which San Diego, just to let you guys know, Irish Shakes knew this 10 days ago. Yeah. If you check Twitter, if you follow our Twitter, we got this announcement. Early. We got this announcement early, but. Um, announced officially today and a press conference just finished about an hour ago uh, is the announcement of Mike Schilt, San Diego's new manager. Let's go. Uh, we talked about it. He was a big name. We talked about when names circled, when we did our previous podcast um, about who should the Padres hire. He's been in the organization for two years now. Um had spent 18 seasons or years per se in the Cardinals organization, multiple championships as a minor league manager. He was promoted um, to the manager of the Cardinals for uh, managed them for three seasons, never had a losing record, never not made the playoffs Went 252 in a, 199 as his career as a manager over there um and to finish his season that he was fired the cardinals finished a 17 game win streak to knock the padres out of the playoffs (laughs) in 2021 of course the padres then so this man comes with a background of success in the big leagues as a manager not only in the big leagues in the minor leagues as a manager Mm -hmm. um and is is uh, this is an in-house hire. This is a guy who's worked directly with AJ Preller for the last two seasons. Um, so knows this team very well. Knows this team inside and out by now. So I I watched the press conference. Did you watch the press conference, Trevor? Yes. Yeah, you you were able to watch the press conference. Yeah. Uh, did anything stick out to you? Um. Yes and no. I mean. He seems very well put together in his knowledge of the game. Um, manager experience before. I like the way that he talks to the media, not the, necessarily um, 
Roman asked why did he get fired and they let him go for mutual indifferences or I can't remember the exact philosophical indifferences philosophical indifferences so it's kind of a weird a weird firing um weird weird situation that but nonetheless um he did interview with the Padres two years ago before they hired Bob Melvin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he wasn't ready for the role then. So that kind of stuck out to me. But then one of San Diego's great reporters asked, why weren't you ready then? Um, and his answer was true and honest. He said he'd spent 18 years in a, in a one organization. And for a week later for him to devout his heart and soul and love to another organization was too much yeah. 18 years that's like a heartbreak man yeah you know to, to get fired from an organization that you'd worked your heart blood sweat and tears just to get put in a position to manage finally yeah. to win yeah. make playoffs every season and then just to be let go like without a good reasoning obviously we still don't know to this day obviously yeah. he might know more because he was in there and dealt with it, but I'm super pumped for this hire. I think um, he, he definitely talked about now he's ready, hungrier than ever. Um, He's happy to get a second chance because a lot of managers don't get second chances. They just get one chance and then they turn over or you get like 10 chances as managers. It's kind of crazy how the world works in baseball. Um, but that was one of the big things that stuck out is that he said that he is hungrier than ever ready. And he definitely, I, I don't know. I enjoyed the conversation more than I enjoyed Bob's conversations with us. I felt like, like, I don't know if he talked better, but he really talked about how well him and AJ's relationship was and how he is and AJ are going to obviously have differences, but their one main goal is to have each other's backs and this team to win. Yeah. That's all you can ask for from a manager. Um, They're obviously aren't going to be on the same page with everything, but you got to fucking suck it up. One of you has to suck it up. I mean, that that's every room of two men. There's always going to be an argument. There's always going to be able to find an argument. That's why we have this podcast is because the three of us sit here and don't pick on the same side. (laughs) We're not all on the same page at the end of the day. A lot of the time, you know, the Padres are our one subject that we do all happen to agree on. Um, And I'm super excited for this man because he had worked alongside another big thing that I'm excited with Mike. He had worked alongside a lot of our minor league teams over the last two seasons. Um, he talked about how last year at the end of the season, he spent a whole month with the double a team and them, their championship uh, stretch. Um, so that, it, that, that was huge. He was able to meet with a lot of our younger guys and work with them, you know, and, you know, has relationships with the Snellings, the uh, Ethan Salas's, the, those prospects that we need to turn into not just major league, major league ready players, but all stars into, 
you know, championship caliber guy. So he already has those relationships. Talked a lot about Jackson Merrill and how outstanding that young kid is and how great of a player he is already and his dedication to play good baseball and be able to be on the field. He knows that doesn't matter where he plays, you know, that type of attitude. So super excited. You know, you always love this type of hire because he has so much knowledge of this team already. He knows what this team needs, you know, and being a special advisor last year or two, he doesn't have the utmost say, you know, like everyone's questioning, Oh, he was on the, he was on the team last year. You know, he, why couldn't he fix the downfall last year? Well, he wasn't the man in the seat. Yeah. The man in the seat takes charge. Right. He makes those calls. That's Bob. That was Bob Melvin's clubhouse. Was he in the was he, was, yeah, was he in the dugout? I saw, I see, uh, I see pictures with him on uniform on. Yeah. So he was, he covered for the first half of the year at third base. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For our Matt Williams. Williams having uh, <clears throat> oh, really? surgery. Cancer. Cancer. Yeah. I want to say cancer. Um, yeah, so he covered for a big part of that and then was in and out of the dugout. Um, what, uh, I remember the year before when Bob got, was it sick or COVID probably remember? No, uh, something happened where Flaherty managed for a couple games. Um, so Bob was in the, in the dugout then. Um, so he, he's been all over all over the Padres organization in the clubhouse, outside the clubhouse. He worked directly with Tatis and his wrists and shoulder issue coming back. He worked with Blake Snell at the beginning of 2023 with confidence issues and stuff like that. So this guy has what it takes and he already has those relationships. So it's just bringing this clubhouse together. And he preached that that was one of his big things he preached today is keeping this clubhouse together and building a sound baseball team. Yeah, um, and that's gonna take uh, it's gonna take a lot because right now this team has no pitching. This team doesn't have a real good DH, not real option at first base uh, right now. You know, has a lot of too much cap on the roster per se. People saying, I mean, that's I think not I, necessarily I think, his problem though. No, it's not. But you know, this roster might be changing. Before this season starts, this this roster is forever changing. Obviously, under AJ Preller, um, and to bring the owner <clears> of <throat> Mr. Peter Seidler RIP back up to question: Does that change? Does the cap change, or how does that work with him passing away? Does the money affect SNL, or because I know he wasn't the full owner, but like he was the full owner, so he was, he was majority. Uh, he was majority owner, so he owned fifty one percent. Okay. Or the side of the family owns 51% of the Padres. Yeah. So he's so majority stakeholder. So it is still the Padres are still owned by Cider fam- Seidler's family. Oh, okay. Um yeah. so that isn't changing. Okay. The Padres are not being put up for sale. There is no assets changing. Okay. Um Eric Katsenda is stepping in as because every baseball team has to have uh like head spokesman. 
Okay. So like, cause a lot of major league teams are, are owned by multiple people. Right. There's not just one guy who owns hundred percent kind of dumb, but they need one person to speak up for all. So you have to have one person to speak up right. for everybody. So Eric has worked in Peter's foundation for the last 30 years. I want to say he helped started the foundation with Peter and his brother. And um, he is taking over control. but during this press conference aj preller said peter had set a standard here and we're not turning the page this is staying in peter's eyesight like this is the vision is still there the main focus is to make and keep san diego a winning ball club forever so that is the goal whether that is to get the Padres under cap or not is what they are talking on the inside. That's between AJ, probably Eric Casenda and Eric Grinupper, you know, those guys. Um, So yeah, the Padres do have technically a new speaker, but it's still, you know, Siler foundation ownership. The owners don't necessarily do anything anyways. Uh. Peter does because not only did San Diego have some terrible news, but Oakland had some terrible news. Oakland is losing the A's. That was officially official voted upon MLB. 2024 will be their last season in Oakland. Um, then 2025, they will play at multiple sites. Yeah, because they won't have a stadium. They're, the stadium will not be ready until they want to say 2026. So 24 last season in Oakland. 25, there's uh, Vegas has a minor league stadium that they'll play in. They'll also play in other team stadiums, I guess, is what I heard. Or the college or something. I can't remember exactly. But, um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. But... Someone had reported that AJ had been leading a group of owners to vote against it, a group to seven or eight owners, and that would have actually been enough. But with AJ Pat or not AJ, sorry. sorry I'm sorry, sorry. Totally sorry about that. With Peter passing, um, they said the uh commissioner was able to rally the troops and vote everyone full. So uh that sucks. Um, sorry about that. Um but yeah, so I definitely think owners do stuff because Peter was that guy. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like everyday operations, most owners are not involved. Most in owners, that. but I mean, you the Padres were lucky to have an owner that was involved and wanted yes. to win. Yes, so... because going back to the Manny Machado extension, like Pete said, get it done. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't like, ah, man, Manny wants a lot. This extension doesn't make sense for us right now. He has a contract. I don't care. Get it done. You know, we, he wanted to get another superstar. We tried to get the captain, Aaron Judge. We tried to get Trey Turner. We ended up with Xander Bogarts. How? Papa Pete said, here's the 11th year. Like that type of owner doesn't really, you know, happen in baseball 20 years ago. No, not many baseball owners are like that right now. You know, there's only a few that are 
willing to spend hundreds of millions to win. So Padres definitely lost a great one. But I'm really hoping AJ and both the Eric's are ready to build this team um, up again and into a championship caliber ball club. And I definitely think they're going to be able to do that. Will Soto be on the roster next year? Who the fuck knows? Will Snell be on the roster next year? At this rate, I don't think so. And it sucks because the two teams interested in him are the Dodgers and the Giants. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to face him fucking four times a year. No, oh, more than that, probably. Oh, no. Well, they're changing the pitch clock again, so. Yeah, pitch clock. Oh, make it a little down. But. Again, shorter? Yeah, I think I want to do 18 seconds. 20 to 18. What the fuck? They're trying to make the game even faster. I don't know why, but I, I like this year. I liked where it was. Um, Yeah, so the Padres have a lot of questions because right now our pitching staff is Joe Musgrove, you Darvish, Pedro Aliva. Avila. Avila. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, know. we'll be fine. I think we're gonna be fine. I think we're gonna sign Blake Snell. I think we're going to spend more. They already money. made. They already made one move. You know, they already traded Scott Barlow. Yeah, for right. the same exact pitcher, but four years younger and six million dollars cheaper. Yeah. So I want to say AJ the last week had saved like roughly $9 million already um, with the cuts, clippings, and trades. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of room to work with. We're going to have to attach a prospect to Carpenter to have someone eat his contract. Might have to do the same thing to Jake. And then there's your there's your two cap casualties. You know that he already saved nine. What's Carpenter making? Twelve? Six. Six? Oh, really? Only that much? Well, oh, so it was, it was two, two for years. twelve. Two for twelve. So that's another. And then Jake's making nine. Eight, eight, nine. So that's another fifteen. So you're right there, you saved about twenty, twenty-five million. Those two guys, and plus the Barlow trade. I mean that that's exactly how you get to where you needed to be. Jake's gone. No, no, I'm just I'm just throwing oh, throwing tangible that way. Yeah. So <laughs> he wants he wants Jake on. No, no I'm I just don't, I don't want. Jake. I like Jake. I have a Jake Cronenworth jersey in my closet that I like a lot. I I'm a big fan of Jake Cronenworth, but. Right now, he doesn't fit on our team aspect. Unless well, if he, if he starts raking, he starts raking, then he's fine. Can he learn a corner spot in the outfield? Can he take over right and put Tati in center? First base. Tati's at first base? No, no. Oh, he's Jake saying Jake at first still. Yeah. Um, because, you know, our team right now, we have Sander slated to be a shortstop. Hassan came at second and Jake at first. There's not a lot of power in that. Those three bats. 
And I'm really nervous Xander Bogarts is only going to get a little bit better. Well, that's why you signed a straight hitter and he plays DH. That that's I mean yeah with that's been our biggest problem is that the last couple of years that we've had a DH spot we haven't been able to fulfill it. Nope. That's really been our problem. Everybody comes well, to the Padres and shits the bed. Well, it doesn't help that you have guy defensive guys playing power positions and they don't necessarily play. They don't have any power. Exactly. That's why I'm saying Jake Cronenworth right now does not fit what what we need. I need a guy who hits RBIs, okay? Xander Bogarts did not do that for us in the middle of our lineup all year. And that's no. something Schilt's going to have to figure out, where Xander Bogarts fits on this team. That, yeah, and- Schilt, that's number one priority is fix Xander Bogarts. Because <laughs> 55 RBIs in the five hole is ridiculous, dude. No one talks about it. Yeah, he batted way better the second half. He batted a 300 the second half. He batted in the five hole. And a team that got on base but couldn't score. And he was one of the biggest reasons. 55 RBIs is going to haunt me until next year starts. And that's what I don't think Bob got is that sometimes you have to shake the whole ball up. Sometimes you have to go, play ball. (laughs) You know, a lot of teams drop guys down in order when they're not doing good. That's been a thing forever in baseball. Move the lineup around. You think Xander drops to fucking five or fucking six, seven? Six, if seven, he, eight? I mean, in this this past year, it took him forever until Bob moved him to the two hole for him to hit. Yeah, yeah, he hit great in the two hole. He doesn't like the two hole, but who gives a fuck what, what he likes? Like. And yeah. that's what I need in my manager. I don't care what you like. It's don't want Josh Hader back team. at all, unless my manager is going to tell him. Don't care what you like. Go pitch. But I don't think we sign him back. Josh Hader wasn't the issue. No, but I'm just saying that type of player is the issue. That type of attitude was the issue this last year. Yeah, but he, those guys he came out and said, were, I'd come out and pitch when I get called on. I was never called on. No, he didn't. He made it way bigger, way more big of a deal at the end at the very end of the year he's like well what position are we in we're not in the position to make playoffs like why would i do that why would i get hurt blah blah blah. that's just you sound like a pussy bro why are you expecting to get hurt oh that's just exactly why you think like that i we need a manager and i'm really sure that this is the guy who's going to be like hey motherfucker you're not the boss and that's what Bob didn't do. Bob did not have a backbone last year. That's per from the outside looking in, because our guys did not show up. They showed up to the field, but didn't show up under the lights. It's like they didn't want to like play for him. Yeah, it, it's like he had lost that clubhouse after they had just had a crazy year and added so much to the team. But how could he lose the clubhouse like that? They just they nothing, did nothing not tragic happened for him. To like. They did not compete at all. Yeah. They all just assumed that it would good work. enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're good enough. We're good enough. No, you're not. That's what that was the mindset. Hey, it, it'll come. What Manny Machado say? Yeah. As long as we make playoffs. No, he, he said 
that famous quote. He said, "It might not be now, but when when things don't hop on the bandwagon when we start raking." Yeah, when we start, like, yeah, fucking never happened, bro. Like that's that's what we needed at a, a guy, and I think Schultz that way. You know, there's a video from Randy Rosarena's uh, Instagram, him talking shit during the playoffs, like that type of guy. Yeah, we start yeah. the shit and we finish it. Like, that's the type of fucking guy I want running our clubhouse. I want to start the shit and I want to finish it. And then during his press conference today, the last thing that stood out to me is they were all talking about playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. And he goes, number one goal is to win this damn division because we haven't won it in years or even factored. Yeah. And he's like, that's number one goal is to actually win, win division. this division. Yeah. I think it was 2006. Yeah, <laughs> but that's almost 20 years now. We were 82 and 80. And we won the division? And we were 82 and 80 last year. <laughs> it's a lot different these days, yeah. bud. A lot one. different. Well, step one, win the division for sure. Yeah, I think I think the right guy is in charge now. Um, we're going to add some pieces, obviously. I think free I, he, agents he set himself be... up well, too. Like, to spend multiple years in this organization to learn your way Obviously, quickly, but to I like how he said, uh, yeah, go we're going to be playing with swagger and substance. That means he's willing to do whatever it fucking takes substance, spider tack, steroids, cross the ball, whatever it takes. Swagger and substance. <laughs> I can't wait for the sticky to come back. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it takes. That's That's the type of guy you want out there. Literally, whatever it takes. That's 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 what this team needs. That's the mentality they need. Whatever you whatever you say, coach. Yeah, and there's rumblings of bullshit. Uh, um, hit pieces that are supposed to come out about some certain players. I guess we'll talk about that when it comes out. But um, let the kid live. Yeah, let the kid live. Let the kid live. That's all I had to say. I'm just waiting for the post to come out that uh, she was hacked or something. If that's real and it does come out. I think that's what I was mentioning to you guys earlier. I really don't care. <laughs> I, for, not the first time it's ever happened and it will be. Yeah. It's, I mean, it happens a lot in this day and age whether you like it or not. <laughs> so, I mean... As long as the we're hitting dingers and winning chips, fuck if I care. <laughs> fuck if I care. What's going on behind the scenes? Like Dwight Howard said, what happens in my bed? <laughs> Buddy, yeah, you know what? What happens at your home stays at your home. I give a rat's. That's all nice. it is to it. Nice. Um, but I'm super excited. The Padres finally announced this. It's been a long time coming since Bob's been gone. What, um, what was his deal? Two, it was a two-year deal. How many monies? I don't know. They didn't say, but I'm sure it won't be too bad. How much is Bob's? Wasn't his 10 years or something? No, Bob got a three-year deal. Oh, three. Um, and he was set to make the most as a manager for $4 million Damn. per year. Damn. But then Craig Council got hired. He's getting $10 million per year. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, Bob was, was set to make the most. 10? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> don't know how it happened. That's crazy. I really don't how know. How many years is that? Uh 
I didn't see three years, five years, ten. Those five years, fifty for council. Damn, yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Damn, son. I mean, you had to steal. They had to steal him. He was a brewer forever. Yeah. So he had a jump ship interdivision. Oh, crazy! Yeah, not too many happy campers. <laughs> that <laughs> so we'll see where this team goes though this off season. We'll keep you updated as more information comes our way. Um, but yeah, the San Diego Padres are here to stay, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think anything's going to change. Mike Schultz going to bring us to the top. Yep. Um. They non-tendered a lot of people, um, so goodbye to Austin Nola and Tim Hill. Really? I'm sad. Yeah, they are, both are now free agents. Wow. Um, and then we brought back, in the swap for Scott Barlow, um, Enlio Del Santos? Enlio De Los Santos. Enyel. There you go. That's how you say it. Enyel. Uh Used to pitch for us. In the minors, we drafted yeah. him or signed him out of somewhere back in the day and really? traded him. And then for tra- Freddie Galvis. Oh, for Freddie Galvis. That was the swap back then. We needed a shortstop. <clears throat> he was on the Phillies for a while. I do remember that. He's had two back to back really good seasons. So he's just breaking out. And I think our boy Ruben can even make him better. So Ruben, uh, the Guardians do have good, good, um, uh, development pitchings. yeah development as well um but yeah austin nola no longer a padre holy smokus who's our catcher then he's going to philly who do you think our catcher is fucking top campus on can't be here in the second half second and half I, and i want gary back i want gary back yeah i want i want jorge back man but uh, i'll take gary though jorge's long gone you want jorge because he looks like you exactly <laughs> Exactly. And, he's um, <clears throat> Had heart. and I definitely want to say congratulations officially to Blake Snell, even though we've known this for a while. Officially official. Cy Young. That was great. Ryan Weathers called it. Ryan Weathers called it. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Tune tune back to that podcast. Yep. Ryan Weathers called from it the past. on this podcast here. Yep. Yeah, this, um, this, this podcast average takes. It's pretty smart. Not gonna lie, calling a lot of things lately. Yeah, how 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 did these guys know who was the manager? There's a couple average guys. Who was our sources that yeah. happened to be true and ten I'll, days ago? All I want to say is we're more connected than you guys think. Yeah, we're in there yeah. like somewhere. More yeah. connected than you think. Um, with Bob going, I don't know if we talked about, but Ryan Christensen and Matt Williams also accepted jobs with the Giants. Um, so he took along his bench coach and third base coach. So the Padres will be filling both of those here soon, a bench coach and a third base coach. Um, our pitching bullpen coach, Ben Fritz, he interviewed for the Angels pitching coach job, but was not hired and is returning to our bullpen. Um, highly respected Ben Fritz, by the way. He is a big name I'm hearing that could be hired away sooner than later. 
Um, ben Fritz. Ben Fritz, yeah. So the Padres need, because um, our first base coach is coming back as well for now, uh, Macias. I want to say is Daniel Macias. Um, he will be back um, for now. They didn't. They didn't really talk about uh, assistant coaches or bench coaches or anything like that during the press conferences. They, Benji Gill. I'm sure they'll talk about it here sooner than later. Benji Gill, first base coach. No bench uh, coach. Bench coach. Oh, bench coach. Yeah, we do. We need a bench and a third base coach. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised. And I mean, we still don't really know who our hitting coach is. I mean, we have two assistants. I'm not too sure if we they'll be back. One. Yeah, but um. I would not be surprised if we hire a couple of the coaches we interviewed for manager. I don't. Do you think that's weird? I don't think that's weird. But if we hired both angel former angel coaches, no, their manager I, former manager Phil Nevin as our third base coach and Benji Gill's a bench, or vice yeah, versa. It just depends what I guess their all, preferences because yeah, AJ if they figured out if they got a manager job, they're all like. Oh, I don't want. I'm a manager now. I'm not gonna go fucking third base coach. Yeah. I'm a manager. Very true. I would. I would really, really like to see, um, Schilt be able to pick some of his guys. Like, but it just makes sense for Schilt connection. For, uh, uh, like Benji Gill was a third base coach, I think, for the Angels last year. First base coach, whatever. Yeah, I think it just makes sense. Like pecking order, bench coach, and then all of a sudden your manager, assistant manager, whatever. Yeah, I could definitely see um, Benji as our bench. I'm really hoping that, that's what the average shake tweet was. Um, so you never know. Well, it, it's gonna happen. They're just waiting to get it announced. Uh, you know, you never, you, you never know. You never know. According, to, according to some sources, according to sources, it's um, happening. I'm sure there's a lot of candidates they'll go through. I mean, Adrian Gonzalez is a hitting coach. Is a possibility. He interviewed for the manager spot. They yeah, interviewed Adrian Gonzalez sure. to be the manager. And Did he's you never see been uh, before. uh what was I gonna say? Brad Osmus got hired today. Yeah, as a bench coach. I think he's hitting coach of the Yankees. Oh, now. hitting coach of the Yankees. I thought it was but yeah, Brad Osmus, uh couple time manager. Yeah. Padres wanted him for a little bit. I, I am pretty sure he's boys with uh, Brett Boone, Aaron Boone. Sorry. So yeah, it's interesting what the Padres will do in the fellow of the following days, weeks, but um, definitely going to need some coaches, some assistant coaches. Yeah. So I'm sure that's what Padres Twitter will be talking about. Juan Soto and the assistant coaches. Yeah, and I don't really care what they talk about. Once it was gonna be a Padre for at least to at least July, so I hope you're right. If we want to keep them, then we can keep them. But people are crying about what we gave up to get Juan Soto, and I think we can get just as much back because we have the best scouter in the whole world on the Padres. So Yeah, I do agree with that. But my official stance <sighs> on Juan Soto and the San Diego Padres, this is official, okay? This is my official stance. Juan Soto going into a contract year when he's already been offered $440 million 
is going to be the most insane Juan Soto you've ever fucking seen. So you want him to be a San Diego Padre. That's my official stance. Juan Soto in a contract year. Blake Snell in a contract year, Cy Young. What the fuck is Juan Soto going to do? What hasn't he done so far? Win an MVP. MVP. Need that. Need that out of him. Yeah. So why why is everyone talking trade Juan Soto, trade Juan Soto? Because he's going in to, to what could be the best year of Juan Soto's career. What should be the best year of his career. Because he's... Him and Scott Boris are telling everybody since this kid's been 19, no, we will not accept a deal. No, no, no. Doesn't didn't matter how much money. So me, I'm expecting Juan Soto to go absolutely fucking bonkers. Insane. It's my official stance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't give a fuck about prospects. So yeah, fuck I'll keep him for the whole year. Andy goes sign somewhere else. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. Um, last thing before we um, hit the road, Mike Schilt, quote for quote, I'm going to be a big part in helping carrying Peter's vision moving forward to ultimately us winning a first world championship. I'm really excited about it. That'll be one way we could remember the great legacy of Peter Seidler. Yeah, absolutely. This, this whole season is going to be directed oh, what the fuck, for Peter. So, as as if this team didn't need enough more juice to get fired up for the season. As if they didn't need enough. This happens. And the Padres going to win the World Series. Can't fucking wait for till the day. And then we got a parade, and then we got a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, nothing wrong with being average. Uh, Cardinals made some weird moves today. Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, some older vets. Um, Lance Lynn to the Cardinals? Yeah, Cardinals signed Lance Lynn back. He used to back. Pick- and Kyle Gibson, some vets to round out their rotation. Um, all right. Nothing wrong with being average. Um, RIP Papa Pete. You are fucking legend, man. Um, San Diego is going to miss you forever. Thank you for everything. Um, and congrats to uh, Mike Schilt and the San Diego Padres for finding your guy. And let's fucking win a chip for let's him. Let's ride.